Welcome to Coffee and Geography, where my guests and I geek out about the world and everything on it, discovering that we are all geographers in some way, shape or form. I'm your host, Kit, and my pronouns are they, them or she, her. So settle down with a brew, hit that subscribe or follow button and enjoy the listen. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Coffee and Geography podcast. Got a special one for you today. Um, During the week, just gone, so on Thursday the 25th, I was involved in a little uh, set of workshops for a organisation called the Norfolk Dedza Schools Link. Um, and it, which used to be called the Norwich Dedza Partnership, which used to be a charity. Uh, and it was all about connecting classrooms and teachers uh, between Norwich and the area and the town of Dedza in Malawi. Um, and it was such an utter privilege and life-changing experience to be part of this group of teachers, um, to learn about Malawi, for Malawi and everything. It was, and I went out to Malawi in 2013 I can uh, put a link in the description for a blog that I kept while I was out there. And yeah, it was just an amazing experience. So and what they do every year is that they do a conference uh, about Malawi and life in Malawi, what we can learn from Malawi and about Malawi uh, for primary school students, so elementary school students, um, and they have a day's worth of activities. And uh, in the past, they did have, uh, as part of the exchange, teachers from Malawi would come over as well and uh, be a part of this all but that's uh, that's since gone with the funding but uh, yeah so what I thought I'd do I'd, I'd take my uh, my podcast and equip with me and I'll talk to a few folks and you can get a little um, kind of taste of what the day was like and what the partnership and the links are all about so let's start off first with uh, Nick Nicholson who was one of the folks who started it all back oh, almost two decades ago Nick Nicholson, I am so pleased that you're here because you are the person, one of the people who started this whole process of what used to be called the Norwich Deadser Partnership, but now it's called the Norfolk Deadser Schools Links. Norfolk Deadser Schools Links. And I, I think it's because, is one of the reasons because you started off with schools in Norwich, but actually your remit has grown because you've got like refirm as well we're obviously not in Norwich and yeah yes it, 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 we started it started off as a link between Norwich as a city mm. but then as you say the, the schools expanded into Norfolk so it's, yeah. it's, we had to call it Norfolk yeah oh that's amazing but Nick t- tell us tell us what happened like how long ago it all started what why you thought this is a great idea um, and how it all came about really I worked for the city council as the computer manager and one year um, a group of Malawian police came for some training because the Norfolk police were engaged in training the Malawi police and along with them came what's called a district commissioner who is like the chief executive of a county Um, and his area is called Dedza in in, uh, Malawi. And uh, he came and stayed with the city council rather than going with the police. At the end of his stay, the chief executive of uh, the city council asked how we could help. He knew that we were changing over all our computers. Mm. And he said, could we have some computers? So the city council filled a shipping container with the old computers, sent them over to Malawi, and... uh, 
sent me and a couple of other guys to help set them up in, in Dedza in Malawi. And when I went over there, I was so impressed with the people and the situation over there that when I retired, we set up a charity to continue that link between Norwich and, and Dedza. Wow. So how long ago was, was that then? Uh, about 18 years ago. And I just want to pick up something you said, which is absolutely amazing. And this is why people listen to podcasts is you went over there and you were impressed with the people and everything like that. And there, and it must, were there any kind of like stereotypes that were blown away when you got there? Cause the, everyone has stereotypes. You know, a lot of people say that Africa is a country when we know it's not, it's 54 countries and there's such a diverse, rich mix of people. So were there any of, any assumptions, stereotypes that were challenged when you went there? I think, um, you know, the, the news we get about Africa is always about conflict mm. or some uh, poverty or some uh, climatic disaster. Yeah. Um, because we were sort of going to schools and villages and seeing the people, how they really live, then you've got an idea of how their normal life was yeah. and how with so few resources they managed to live a reasonable life so that you know, they, can, they can build their own houses, they, they, they can make bricks uh, out of clay, they can stick them together, they can put yeah. a, a roof on, you know, they can grow their own food. They, they live in a totally different way to the way we do but it, it is what they can do with the environment and the resources they've got. Yeah. And, of course, the, the colonial legacy that they've been left with as well. Yes, yeah, often that, that, that is a, a problem. And for Malawi, um, there's the problem of it being a landlocked small country. Mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of countries in that area, there are the, the diseases of malaria and yeah. problems like that. Yeah. So um, now, now we're in 2023, um, and it's sad, sad news, but but um, delighted that you're. Well, I don't know, don't know what the Malawian term would be for hanging up your boots or something like that. <laughs> but but you're handing over the reins. Um, how do you feel now that you've you've come to the end of this chapter? I mean, I know you're still going to be involved and whatnot, but that in terms of leading it, you're kind of like looking back now. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, mixed feelings. You know, it, it's it's been. An important part of my life for since I retired for 18 years. It's given me something to do. Um, I've met a lot of very interesting people, yourself included. Um, and so, yes, there's a disappointment about bringing it to an end, but also a realization that myself and others who are involved are just getting older. Mm. Uh, so, traveling to Malawi is getting more difficult. Yeah. Um, and we can't deal with issues that arise or keep monitoring projects in, in the way that, that we should. Mm. Because we're a charity, we have to make sure that the money people give us is spent in yeah. the best possible way. Yeah. So we've closed it down as a formal charity, but individual people who have been engaged with it are carrying on. Yeah so that the school links will carry on. There's a, an optician in Norwich who is linked to the eye clinic at the hospital. Okay. And she's carrying on supplying 
equipment and, and uh, spectacles to them. Uh, another woman who is a, an artist uh, showed the women how to do sewing and we took over yeah. old Singer sewing machines. So they're now progressing with their sewing. Was that she, Andrea that did that? Andrea, yep. yeah. She sends out patterns and uh, bits and pieces that, that they need. So that so there are individual links yeah. still still uh, carrying on as yeah. a sort of legacy. Yeah. And if 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 um if there's people listening who really really do want to help out in some way, I mean maybe not physically. I mean of course if you're in the Norfolk region, then then great. I can put in the show notes any contact details. But um, you say they're not registered charity anymore. But if there is any, so I don't know, somewhere in Sunderland or something that says I'd like to support in some sort of way, is there any way they c- they can do that? The, what we've done is we used to have a bursary fund mm-hmm. that enabled uh, the children to go to secondary school because they have to pay school fees. Um, we've closed that down, but we've handed it over to another charity called CAMFED. CAMFED. C-A-M-F-E-D, mm-hmm. which is a Cambridge-based uh, charity, but, but very large, very well-established and they are providing bursaries for school children in Dedza. Awesome. So if you Google CAMFED, yep. uh, you can give some money to, to them. That's amazing. Oh, Nick, um, speaking personally now, you, you gave me a life-changing experience by, you know, through this. And when I was a teacher at Framingham Mail and I did the exchange in 2013, um, I have lifelong friends now. You know, I'm still in touch with Francis and Bacati, who was on this podcast, um, Brave, um, Davey. Um, Joyce, you know, and and yourself and everybody, and this is just it. It is no exaggeration to say that it was a life changing experience for me, for the better. And I wouldn't be the person I was today working on like decolonialism and things like that without that experience in Malawi and meeting those amazing people over there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you've done, not just for myself, but for schools here in Norfolk and for those folks over in Malawi. Well, thank thank you. It's it's good to know that, and uh, and I'm glad you know that you're part of the continuation. It's a, it's an absolute pleasure. I, w- I wouldn't wouldn't be any other way. <laughs> thank you, Nick. Okay, thank you. Hello, Alison. Hello. Can you introduce yourself for us? Yeah, my name's Alison Hudson, and I'm in the Deadsa Partnership. So tell so tell us a little bit about how you got involved in. So it's now called the Norfolk Deadsa. It That's used to be right. called the Norwich Deadsa, but now it's the Norfolk Deadsa. Norfolk Deadsa. Yep. So uh, I uh, was a teacher at Reefham Primary School, and Lily um, started working here. Whose mum's very involved with it. Mum's mum and dad's very involved with it. And so we got Malawi link with a school uh, called Tapazana. And that was around 13 years ago, and I've been wow. involved ever since. 13 years ago. Um, did you go to Malawi at the same time I did in 2013? No, I went in about 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. 2019. Oh my so, but this is how long this thing has been going on for. You said 13 years and like you went to 19, I went 2013. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's been going on for such a long time. Because we're trying to get prepared for the day here, which is absolutely amazing. I don't want to take too much of your time. But if you could ex- explain or describe what that experience going to Malawi was like for you and why you think this partnership is so important... Um, my trip to Malawi is just absolutely amazing and to be fair it took me around six months to fully understand the difference of life in Malawi and mm. life in England um, just uh, the extreme happiness the, the lack of you know the lack of mental health issues even though it's such a uh, poor country poverty but uh, I, yeah just the differences of mm. both 
our our geography here and the geography in in Malawi, the, you know, the walking for water where we just turn a tap on, and uh, yeah, it just um, mm. just threw me. Just threw also, me. the I level of it. resilience of the Malawian people as well, and it, Malawi is such a diverse country as much as anywhere. I mean, I mean there are there are lots of middle class. Malawians, as well as there are Malawians of the poorest of the world, yeah. um, but they all are very resilient people, very clever, talented people, yeah. and and I always argue when we talk about places like this, they say, well, these folks are thriving and surviving in the conditions that they've been given to them on the back of colonialism and things like that. Absolutely. We need to give them a bit more respect and a little bit more. Definitely, um, it was just amazing, voice. you know. You know, just how, like you say, the resilience out there. there. There's not a sad person out there at all. You know, it was just well, what I saw anyway. Yeah. It, you know, it was just it was just amazing, and, and using the, the local resources was just fantastic. You yeah. know, for teaching. You know, uh, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's just yeah, I just love being a part of it. I've had a sanitary towel project that I that I've been running for ten years, sort awesome. of sewing sanitary towels and sending them out there, and helping my head teacher's wife to uh, do a sewing course. So now they're like self-sufficient with their sanitary towels. Uh, oh, it's it's just amazing. I've loved it. There you go. It's, it's you know empowering, doing everything from empowering women to helping education. It's just well, it lifts everybody up. Thank you so brilliant. much for talking to me. Alison. Thank you. I got student, year seven students here from my old school of Framingham L, which is so amazing. None of you know me though because I was a teacher before, you know, and before. We, Oh, thank you very much for that. No, you were, you, were, you were alive when I was still teaching at Fram. Anyway, so you're volunteering to help out today for this uh, Malawi conference. What, why, did, why did you thought, yeah, this is something I want to give up my day of school of? Because I want to get out of school. That's, that's, that's yeah. valid. It sounded, it sounded like it, was, it would be interesting to do. Yeah, so have you been learning about Malawi and back in school? We did, we did an assembly ages ago about the school partnership and that sort of yeah. thing. Which was kind of interesting, quite important to have like a multicultural, like you got to know from people from all around the world. You don't, yeah. it's, you don't, you don't, it, you need to be more multicultural. You can, if you know all the schools from England and you don't know all the schools from like places, places like Malawi, it's sort of sad because you don't know how to get taught in other places. Yeah. And then you end up like some people in America who think like there's only like America and or yeah. play or places like they don't understand other like places and their like cultures yeah and um, we know that the world is such a lovely diverse place yeah and you can't think of a you know Malawi is one country of 54 in Africa and in Malawi which is the size of England you know is quite diverse in itself so it's unfair to say that they're all sad and poor when actually you know, there's yeah. a lot of life and a lot of amazing stuff going on. I can, so, Im I can impress my mum so that I know more knowledge. <laughs> yeah. but, but she's a geography so, teacher. There's, so there's got to be one knowledge. other thing. Uh, the bonus of missing, missing school for a day, but there's got to be something you're looking forward to, we surely. Get to you get to be on a podcast. Learning about the animals. Yeah? Yeah, learning about I don't even know. I just... One workshop. You're just happy to be here. Yeah. You know, and that is totally okay. <laughs> it's all right to just enjoy the day. Well, Fun workshops. From there's one particular... Um, nice moment when the youngest attendee of the day only five years of age um, brought in um, her mother's journal when she went over to uh, to Malawi to, to Dedza um, as part of her 
nurses training with the University of Anglia and here's the moment that uh, folks were having a little flick through this little journal that uh, this young person had brought in. It was absolutely delightful. Trained as a nurse in Dead Sun. Oh, through the UEA, the University of East Anglia. Oh, wow. Crikey, that's, that must have been a while ago. That's the old UEA logo. So, yeah, we've got pictures of, of the nurses with, the, with the women and children in. And then some amazing pictures of the landscape. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Very similar to the... What, you remember when Davy showed us, oh, like, pointed towards Zambia and said, over there, there's Zambia, and uh, with the mountains and the distance. Yeah. 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 Are you OK with that brace? We show everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We showed everyone our starlight didn't we? Davy. Oh, it's amazing. We stayed overnight in his village. We cycled up on the back of cycles, and we had a... And we stood on a place like this and just looked out and looked at the stars. This is beautiful. So lovely. Oh, thank you for bringing this in. This is amazing. Yeah. So, we does your mum still talk about Malawi? Mm, oh, I bet she does. Yeah. Very and there is there is a nurse from Dedza uh, in the the antenatal ward at UEA at uh, the hospital at the moment. Yep. Stella. Oh, at the Norfolk and Norwich. Yep. Yeah. Stella. That's amazing. So you just go, should we really are a global community, aren't we? We are. And probably since uh, since your mum went. There's a man here called Mr. Neville, mm. and his group, they helped make a shelter so that all the people who look after the patients in the hospital, because you have to, as your mum told you, you have to take your own food and, and help the people in the hospital if you've got a, a relative there. And they made a shelter. They, so Norwich and Norfolk helped make a shelter so the people could stay and do cooking. Amazing. Wow. Talking there was um, my good friend uh, Joss Mack, um, ex-colleague of mine who's teacher at drama uh, and now she's a very very close uh, friend and, and family friend and and she's been uh, a part of uh, all of this for a long time as well and has been to Malawi a number of times and uh, speaks a little bit uh, there from her experience. Um, so the conference uh, got started, um, all the young people and their teachers were in the main uh, room to get started and so um, what had to be done first is introduction of the day and Sue Eagle took us through a little bit of Chichewa. Let's see if you can pick some up yourself. Have a listen. <laughs> okay, welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Sue and first of all I'm going to say to you Mully Gwangi. Ah. <laughs> oh, very good, yeah. So I, I think you, a lot of the kids on their, sorry, the children, on their way to school just say hi like we do. If they see a friend, they say hi. But there is a very formal way. And um, this is Joss. Hello, Muli Buanji. So, Muli um, Buanji, Joss. Indili bueno. Indili bueno, kaya ino. Indili bueno. Zikomo. Wow, goodness me, what was that? <laughs> but how cool that we can speak to Chewa. I'm with my wonderful, beautiful friend, Sue Eagle. 
so we've known each other for a while now, haven't we? Oh, a long while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was a pretty much almost a baby teacher. But you, you were always an amazing teacher. Aww. I was always really happy to bring our Malawian head teachers to your classroom. I knew it would be interactive and child-centred. Uh, so yeah, actually, let's let's talk about let's talk about the part of the. I mean, it's it's now the link, but the yes. partnership which yes. which used to bring the Malawian teachers right. over to yeah. to the Norwich yeah. area. So yeah, what yeah. tell us a little so, bit about maybe um, some of your experiences. Well, the, the the money, the funding for it was called a reciprocal grant. So it meant that our teachers from our Norfolk partner schools could go out to Dedza. Mm-hmm as you know, because you were one. 2013, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and we could bring DEDSA teachers and head teachers back over to here, which was amazing because they were people who'd, a lot of them hadn't even been out of their their town, DEDSA town, never mind their country. Let alone, they haven't even been to Longway or Blantyre. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and so when they came over here, I mean, it wasn't for long. It was just just over a week every time. But we tried to give them as good an experience as possible. We took them to schools where we knew they'd have a great experience. Yeah. Where th- because the, the, the whole basis of our, of our school links is about learning. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not about raising money, although sometimes we do, you know, because Malawi is such a poor country. But it's, it's about our learning, it's about their learning, and it's about our learning together. Yes. So, um, and at the end of every visit... I used to um, sit with, with our, our heads and teachers and just do an evaluation, very informal, but all oh, the things that they, they learnt. Yeah. And, and some of the Malawian heads were saying stuff like, um, your teachers really like the children. <laughs> and, you know, all, all, all of that. Um, and they were very, very taken with group work. Yeah. They were very taken with philosophy for children sessions. Yes. Um, and and oh, and the, the support in terms of teacher um, teaching assistants. Yeah. I mean, wow. And well, and class sizes, obviously, because we have like what thirty max. Well, sometimes a bit. Yeah, and even we say yeah. that's yeah, too even, large. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they have like a hundred plus. Yeah. With one teacher. <laughs> yeah. I remember teaching a lesson with Francis and Bacati, who oh, yeah. who's been on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and what you said about learning from Malawians as well. Yeah. And we team taught about uh, settlement location, site and, se- site and situation of settlement. Okay. And he brought a very amazing Malawian perspective about, and it changed my colonial view yes. of what yeah. site and situation should yeah. be. Oh, and it was brilliant. brilliant. And, brilliant. and he, was, he was amazing. Well, there uh, you Fra- go. France, Francis is amazing. Oh, anyway, Francis but, is amazing. But, but doesn't, isn't that just one pointer of how yeah. successful... Yeah. these links are absolutely you know that we learn i mean you know i used to do the evaluations with our teachers as well and with myself and and our learning is as as much as their learning absolutely and that's that's the crux of it i think you know that you've got equality i mean one thing that the british council looks at for these links when they used to provide funding they don't anymore um but they look for equality yeah and I think that's when you know you've got equality. Not just their learning, mm. not just our learning. Joint learning. Love it. Love it. Systems farming? Yep, it's farming for your own needs. Farming for your own That's probably the simplest, best way I've ever heard it say. That's amazing. Farming for your own needs. 
So that means that so we've got a group of subsistence, we've got a family here of subsistence farmers, right? And they will be growing food for themselves and their community, and if they have anything left over, they'll sell it on to, uh, to market. Whereas the opposite of subsistence farming, where you have giant tractors and combine harvesters who grow massive fields of stuff to sell to markets and places like that. My dad is a farmer. Commercial farmer. Yeah. There you go, it's called commercial farming, okay? That's excellent. You, your expertise might be quite, coming quite handy. Right, we've got some year sevens with us. Amazing. Year sevens are going to be like the village elders who can supply. Old. Yeah, because you're old. <laughs> who can old supply men. advice. But, but it's the family who make decisions. So, first of all, I need one of you folks from primary schools. I need one of you to be the treasurer. Me. Me. I'm right. So. I know how to be a treasurer. I'm okay. always banker and monopoly. So, let's see. You should have 50... Well, the, the, the quatcha is what you call in Malawi. Yeah. So you two could be the treasurer. So you've got 50, 50 quatcha there. We're rich! Right? And I need someone to be the head of the family. Do you want to be head of the family? Or can I be the head? Be the can I just be the head? Like, can I just be the mad someone, one with all Someone the else can be head of the family? Can right, tell you what, you two, maybe you can take turns being head of family, because the game goes once a year, so you can take turns every year, right? Six, 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 Wheat is 16, cotton's 22, peanuts 26. Can we get any livestock? No, we can't get any livestock. We can get some tools, we can get a shovel for 16, or a scythe for 35. We can get, um, death, and then we we can get a shed for 50, because we can't get any livestock without a shed to store the feed in, yeah. so... Can you get, a, can you get a, like, a size? So, yeah, a couple uh, of pieces of corn. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then if you've got enough for a scythe, then you've actually got something to harvest it with. So oh. shovel says, yeah. shovels shovel. give a small increase in crop yield, so it helps you to grow a bit more. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do, do that. Right, Jack? I think we should do that, and then shovel. get a maze. Oh, Right, so shovel, that's another 15, please. So stick your shovel on your tool shed, on your tool okay. patch. So 15. There. Yep. And now we have 19 left. I think we should just spend the rest on some corn. Right. Corn, yeah. Okay, no, no spend way. some rest on the corn. So we've got, you could do three of them. So, I am here with one of the teachers. So Dan. Thanks for coming today. You're very welcome. So do you want to just introduce yourself, what you do? Uh, yeah, so I'm Mr Lowe. Uh, I am Deputy Head at Avenue Junior School. Um, I've brought with me eight children from years three to year six. So um, <laughs> how did you, um, how do you been involved with, uh, with the Norfolk Deadza link then? And, and how, how do you get the kids involved at the avenues? Yeah, good question. Um, so originally I heard about the partnership about 10 years ago. Um, we had an ex-teacher here who became involved. She went out to Malawi. Um, and that's kind of just gradually filtered its way down. Um, back in 2019, I was lucky enough to go out to Malawi and have one of the Malawian teachers come and visit me as well. Um, nice. And we've, we've kind of tried to keep it going as much as we can within the curriculum. Um, so in year three, for example, we look at a couple of different African stories, one of which is based in, in Malawi. Um, yeah, so, so seven, eight-year-olds. Yep, so Gali, Galimoto is a story that we look at. Um, it's a story about how a young boy uses recycled materials to create his own... Uh, wire car nice. and then in year four they look at the boy who harnessed the wind William Kumkwambach yep that's the yep. one um, and, and, and kind of link it into sustainable energy and, and how we can make our planet a bit greener yeah so fantastic and, and um, 
What do you think the uh, these young people are? I mean, they, they they're here. They can speak for themselves. What do you think they, they get out of this this immersive experience about learning from Malawi? And of course, you bring in your experience of being out in Malawi back into the classroom as well. I think for me, it's about learning about different cultures, understanding the ways things kind of work and develop and kind of around the world. And, and it's a chance really to get the Malawi conversation going again and, and to keep it keep it running throughout the school. When we have the partnerships and the exchanges going on, it's, it feels very relevant and current. Um, however, when those aren't happening, I think it's really important we kind of keep that going mm. and, and don't let that drop off. I mean, uh, we're, we're, both, we're both geographers, we're both environmental science graduates from mm -hmm. the University of Stanglia, and we, so we, we know the importance of, of diversity, of intersectional kind of viewpoints and how that makes the world a richer place. So putting out the coming, I mean, you, you can never come out of the teacher's mindset, of course, you, I know that for <laughs> sure, but, but purely from a geographer, if you think, you're, think back to when you're an M student, mm. what, what, what do you think is is the greatest thing about say you know geography and and like this this way of learning about the world i think for me geography is one of those subjects that is really really broad and diverse and, and kind of in one in one moment you're learning about volcanoes and tectonic plates the next moment you're looking at kind of different cross sections of the way civilizations have developed and changed over, over, over a period of time and so it's so broad and encompasses so many different aspects of the world that yeah, I, I find it really interesting yeah Right, Dan, I've got a special challenge for you. Go on. Right. Um, in this podcast, what we do, and I don't know if the youngsters want to help with this, but what we do is that every, at the end of each podcast episode, we get uh, a challenge from the guest previously with a word, and you've got to link it to geography for, in 30 seconds, right? Right, okay. So um, in, last week, I, I spoke to uh, Bob Digby, who's uh, a well-known geographer mm -hmm. in the geography circles, educator and uh, ex-president of the Geographical Association. And uh, he um, he came up with the word scissors because he yeah, he scrabbled around his desk and he, f he oh just saw goodness. some scissors. Okay. So um, so do you reckon you can help Miss Lowe speak for thirty seconds about scissors? Yeah. Just yeah. to speak for thirty seconds about right. scissors, not linking to anything geographical. Just no, you got yeah, you know, you link it to something oh, geographical. I'm not sure I can. Right. I can. Thirty seconds about scissors. I like scissors. Okay, that's well, that's about one second. Cut paper. Okay, yeah. and where do we get paper from? Trees. Trees are a part of nature. Okay. Trees are usually big, but some can be small if they're young. Well, what, what, what are scissors made out of? Metal. metal. Could be metal or plastic, yeah? Yeah. Metal. And natural resources. And where does metal come from? Um, metal comes from the ground. And how do we get the metal from the ground? With a pickaxe. <laughs> With a pickaxe, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> or large open pit mines, which yeah. could be bad for the environment, couldn't it? Well, there you go. What, what impacts could mining have on the environment, do you think? Well, Destroy nature. Well, especially if it's if it's ripping up trees, and so mm. there's nothing to take the carbon in, yeah, and soil which can take the carbon in. Well, there you go. We seem to link back to trees, which well, we use go. trees to make paper. We use scissors right. to cut paper. Perfect. There you go. So, right, folks. So next week, when I speak to a different guest for this podcast, you've got to come up with a word that they've got to link. Foot, football. Right. Let's have some thought. We've got football. What else could we have? Good work, Camilla. Corfball. football. Good words, Lola. Did you say grass? Yeah. What grass. A, okay, you can have grass. T-shirt. T-shirt. Jumper. Corfball. No one's ever heard of it. No one's heard of it. Me and Dan are looking at each other's like, yeah, well, the, cor the Corfball Society. Well, I, 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 I am the Corfball teacher at school, so that's okay. What are we going to go for then? It's your choice. Let's go for T-shirt. T-shirt. We'll go for T-shirt. T-shirt's a good broad one. Okay, right. All right. Well, thank job. you very much for joining no us, Mr. Worries. Lowe. Thank Bye. you for pupils from Avenue Bye. Junior School in Norwich. Bye. Bye.
So, I would like to say a great big huge Zikomo Kwambele. That's what Zikomo? Thank you. And Kwambele is very much. So, thank you very much for coming today. And thank you, your teachers, all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you for bringing them. And you've been lovely, lovely children. So thank you for that. Thank you for behaving so beautifully. I think actually, do you know what? I think your teachers can be proud of you. That's Absolutely. nice, isn't that? Yeah. yeah. You've done so many fun things today. Oh, oh that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, you've had fun things. That's lovely. I would also like to say a great big um, Zikoma Krambele to our workshop leaders. So to Kit to Alison, to Joss, and to Celia, and to Nick. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that little episode, just a little insight into uh, what was taking place at that Norfolk Dedsa Lynx conference. Um, Obviously, I didn't get any audio of the other two workshops since I was running workshops myself. There was uh, one about Malawian culture and crafts and, and dress, and so that was quite fun. And another one was a drama activity, learning about the different animals and wildlife in Malawi, um, learning some of the words for Inchachaba about them. I'm not going to try. I can't remember any of them. Um, so, yeah, so if you're interested in any of this work, if you want to, donate a little bit to uh, helping folks over in Dedza in Malawi then I'll put the link in the description for CAMFED and if you can uh, donate to that and uh, yeah I mean maybe you might want to consider thinking if there's any way shape or form that you can do something like this in in your school or your community about learning from other places and uh, getting to know about the culture of other places so I hope you enjoyed this and um, I'll see you next week when I will return to interviewing guests it's going to be fun See you then. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe so more stories and experiences can drop into your favourite podcast app. If you fancy being a guest or have any feedback, follow us on Twitter at CoffeeJogPod and send us a DM. Or you could email coffeeandjog at geogramblings.com. Until next time, keep geogging.